You know, I wish, my name is Brenda, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, everyone. You know, Bob does such a great job. Thank you so much. I, I wish that I could speak off the cuff as well as he does and make sense, um, but I can't, unfortunately. So I, I'm like the teacher. I always wanted to be a teacher, you know. Um, I just come with all this stuff and my, my talk all written out, and, you know, I just have to have notes to follow. But anyway... I've been sober and active in Alcoholics Anonymous since July 11th of 1980. And that is because, eh, I'm just like, Bob, I wish I could take credit for that. (laughs) I can't. I mean, that is because of a God that I found here. Um, Actions that you asked me to take that I didn't believe would work, and they did. And sponsorship. And, And just keeping, you know, just showing up. I keep showing up. Um, and more is revealed. Uh, my home group is the Fox Hall Chapter 7 group of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm really excited. We just had elections, and we have a new GSR and an alternate GSR, and they are both here today. That's so wonderful. That's great. Yay. Um, I am a past delegate, and I always forget to say the panel. Um, I noticed you said that today. Panel 53, which was um, the year 2003 and 2004, um, I, you know, it's amazing to me that I, I mean, I learned, I've already learned so much today. I did not know that um, when there were changes made in the service manual, that they put that black that black stripe down the side of the page. I didn't know that. My gosh, I'm like, okay. And I served on the literature committee for the conference. Go figure. <laughs> See, we don't know everything. We can't. Um, I'd like to thank the districts in the area for hosting this workshop. Um, It it is a privilege to be able to ask to come here today and share with you. And and it's not because I I have a lot. I have the answers. It's not because I know a lot of stuff. Um, I just have a lot of experience. I mean, I've been involved in service since as far back as I can remember. <laughs> um, I, I, when I first came into AA, my, my sponsor, my first sponsor said that you always say yes in Alcoholics Anonymous because you never know what might save your life. And that has just always stuck with me. Um, and so I have said yes to things that I had, I never wanted to say yes to, um, that I didn't want to do. And um, from that experience, I've learned so much. So, um, you know, I can remember I, uh, I was answering phones at the intergroup office in Sioux City, Iowa, when I was a month sober. And I said to my, it, of course, it didn't, I mean, it helped that my, my sponsor was the secretary of the office. And she would drag me in there. And, I'd, and she'd say, answer the phone, say, you know, be, be polite, say, hello, Alcoholics Anonymous, may I help you? And I said, that's great, but what if they ask me something that I can't answer? And she said, well, I'm right here. You just say just a moment, and I'll get someone who can answer that question. And that has served me well. Um, So if there are some questions here today that I can't answer, I defer them to someone else, like Bob, or anyone else that that can answer them. Um, You know, I I, uh, thought about how I was going to do this. And what I'd like to do, um, most of you, did everybody get a packet? Uh, Okay. Everybody's shaking their heads. If you didn't get a packet and there's somebody next to you that doesn't have one, I'm going to kind of go through some information in here, so you might want to share um, with your neighbor. Um, 
You know, I'm not an expert on this, but I can tell you that I have served as a general service representative for a number of groups over a period of time. Um, I first became a a GSR uh, back in the mid-'80s and served again as a GSR sometime in the 90s. You know, it's all a blur to me sometimes. It seems like it's been a long time ago. Um, But what I want to share is um, just some information about my experiences being a GSR and then also go through these packets, Um, particularly some of these sheets. I'm not going to go through page by page. But um, the first thing that, uh, you know, I mentioned that I served on the literature committee for the conference, and... You know, my goal when I found out that I was on the literature committee was um, to read every single piece of AA literature that we had, including our service material. <laughs> do, you, do you guys know how much literature we have? Um, I didn't get a chance to read it all. Now, I, I have looked through a lot of it, but I have not read every piece of literature that we have from cover to cover. Um, but th- the thing that, that really boggles my mind is that We have all the information, you know. I I have all the information I need to serve in any capacity in Alcoholics Anonymous. I just don't avail myself of it, you know. And and I think that's why um, workshops like this are just so, so cool, because we get get the opportunity to do that. But if you look at this GSR pamphlet, right in the front, it says, may be the most important job in AA. Well... I'm going to go out on a limb here and take out some words. <laughs> I see I'm changing literature already. Um, and I'm going to say is the most important job in AA. And, and I want to tell you why. Um, and it's, it's because of the statement that's on the second page. In italics, and I have learned um, just from reading the big book over the years, that anytime something is italicized, I call it squiggly writing. Anytime something is italicized, that means it's important. Take note, it's important. It says, by choosing its most qualified man or woman as GSR, a group helps secure its own future and the future of AA as a whole. So my thought when I read that sentence is a question. Why would the future, and, and this is some of this is reiteration from what Bob talked about, but why would the future of my home group and all, all of AA, not just, you know, the groups in my area or the groups in my region, but all of AA have anything to do with the GSR that my group elects? And, and that's what I want to talk about. Um, our general service conference, like Bob was talking about, and the, and, um, the structure is what keeps AA united and successful in carrying the message, carrying the message of hope and recovery to the alcoholic who still suffers. And it is in the communication, I believe, that we have with one another that gives us strength to stay stay together as a fellowship. So it is in the communication that my group has with the whole of AA. My group is not an island in Alcoholics Anonymous. And it's not an island in Alcoholics Anonymous because it has a GSR and it has an alternate GSR and they regularly attend district and area functions and they bring information back to the group and they bring information from the group back to the district. It's a two-way communication link. It's not just one-sided. It's two-way. 
So um, the question on the flyer was, um, the flyer that for this event was, um, is your group linked to AA as a whole? So if you're sitting here this morning as a group member without a GSR or a group member where the GSR does not have regular communication with your group and does not attend district, area, and regional functions, then based on this statement, I would believe that you are not linked to AA as a whole. I've got to stay with my notes or I'll screw up. Um, you know, I, I, when I was elected GSR, my, my sponsor really taught me that being a GSR to my group was a privilege and that it was something that I should not take lightly. And um, like I mentioned, that I was, my link, I was my group's link to the entire general service structure. And it was important for me to report on what was happening. But not only what was happening in the district area and um, in the district and the area, but also what was happening worldwide, what was happening within the we- my region, what was happening in the whole of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that when we get into GSR reports, because I want to talk specifically about um, what are the ingredients that, um, that help make a GSR report interesting, you know, interesting to my group. Um, so... Like I mentioned, we have lots of literature um, that at our fingertips that we could we could start using uh, today. You know, you've got a packet of information. Um, the other thing I want to mention is I noticed that when there were people standing up, um, that there are a lot of DCMs and alternate DCMs here today. And um, when I, I served as a DCM for District 7 back in the early 90s, and at that time, um, District 7 in southern Minnesota had over 600 groups in it. And that is just, that's, that's unbelievable. I mean, how do you communicate? How, how do you, how, as a, even, even with our structure, how do you communicate to all those groups and, and, and have a unified group conscience and district conscience. It's, an, it's really virtually impossible. And so one of the things that we did is um, we, we put together what was called the local committee member, LCM. And, um, and we also held, at every monthly meeting, we held a GSR orientation. And it was the responsibility of the alternate DCM to do. I know there's a lot of districts that do that today. Where they, where any new GSRs that are coming to the district meetings, um, for the first part of the meeting are taken to a different room and they have a GSR orientation and they talk about, you know, this is where you're at. You're at a district meeting and this is what a district meeting is and this is what you can expect and, and just provide a little bit of basic information. Because I know when I went to my first district meeting, I had, I had no clue what I had walked into. I had no clue even what I was supposed to be doing there. And, and so it was, it, it would have been, at that time there was no, there was no orientation. So it would have been very helpful to have that, that orientation. Um, I'm going to use in this, just use this pamphlet and just kind of go in the, in this GSR pamphlet. It just specifically talks about what do you do as a GSR. And the very first thing, it's very easy to understand. Um, it's, you know, there's no confusion about what my responsibility is as a GSR. 
And that is, the, the first and foremost thing that I need to do is attend district meetings. My group is a part of a district. My group is part of District 7. And so my GSR and my alternate GSR attend the meetings of district, the district meetings of District 7. In our area, we have 26 districts. Back when, um, when I just, back when um, I was DCM, we had those 600 groups in District 7. There were 18 districts. There were 17, and then we added 18, 18 districts. Now we have 26 districts. We have 27. I'm sorry. That's right. We just added a new district. Thank you very much for that clarification. We have a Spanish linguistic district. So um, as a result of trying to get better communication to the groups through those LCMs and having those groups get GSRs, we were able to, I believe, some of those efforts were helpful in redistricting. And um, that's, that's another thing that, um, you know, talk, when we talk about how the expansion and the growth in Alcoholics Anonymous, it tells us in the service manual that, um, and as Bill wrote, that, you know, our grow, as, as AA grows, our growth should be handled by redistricting, not by adding new delegate areas. And the reason for that is because the conference be, would become too unwieldy. To, to try to have to add too many um, conference delegate areas, and that our, our growth should be handled by adding more districts and having less groups in the districts so that the communication flow um, is two-sided. Okay, then the next thing it says is to attend area assemblies. Um, there are 93 areas in the U.S. and Canada. Um, we are in Area 36, um, the northern area. Uh, we have two areas in Minnesota. We have a southern Minnesota and a northern Minnesota, and northern area is Area 35. And I want to thank um, some of the Area 35 uh, people for coming down today. It's always great to see you, and we thank you for your support. Um, so you attend the area assemblies. And one of the most important jobs that, that a GSR has, I, and I, you know, like some of this is really my opinion, but it's based on my experience, and it also talks about it in our literature. But one of the most important jobs that you have, and it talks more about this in the service manual, is that um, you elect district officers and you elect area officers. So you need to get to know people. You need to get to know who the people are. You, you know, you need to talk to people. You need to communicate. You need to, you know, have some dialogue with uh, lots of people within the district and the area so that when election time comes around, you know if those people are qualified or not to. The other thing that, that I always was really helpful for me when I was a GSR is I watched. You know, I watched the people that were serving the district, and I watched the people that were serving the area, and I watched the people that were doing their job and that were active and enthusiastic and, and were, were doing things, you know, were carrying the message. And those were the people that, that were serving the districts and the area well. The next thing it talks about is to help keep my group informed about the agenda items for the general service conference that my delegate attends each year and share my group's conscience to the DCM and the delegate and to also provide my group with copies of the final conference report. I don't think I have a final conference report. Oh, that's one of my visual, visual aids that I forgot to bring. Do you have one? Oh, thank you, David. He's got one here, Niles. This is the final conference report for the 55th Annual General Service Conference that our delegate attended. 
everything, there's a lot of information in here. All the presentations that were given throughout the week, um, all of the information about who our trustees are, our finances. Um, there's the final, what, the final um, additional committee considerations and advisory actions that were taken by the conference. Um, lots of valuable information in here. But one of the things is, and the question that comes up a lot is, um, how, how do I know what my group's conscience is on these agenda items? How do I get that? How as a GSR do I get that group conscience? And I can share with you what has worked well in my home group. And that is we, we hold um, a special meeting every year before the delegates workshop and we discuss um, the conference agenda items. Do we get to all of them? No. We talk about the items that are considered, well, we used to call them hot topics, but we don't do that anymore. We call them, we, they're, they're items that have, um, that may be talked about a lot and that also um, will have a significant impact on how we carry the message of Alcoholics Anonymous. So we have this special meeting, and we, and we talk about um, the GSR asks several members from the group to specifically present on each one of those agenda items. So that means they have to read the background material and that they have to get to know that agenda item. If they have questions they need to ask, I get phone calls a lot right before we have those meetings about, so, so tell, give me some more information about this agenda item, if you know it. Um, and, and then we sit down and, and discuss, and, and um, sometimes we, uh, well, we take a vote on the conscience of how the group feels about certain issues. And then our GSR has that information to take to the delegates' workshop to share that information, um, at, at not only at the district, but at the, with our delegate. Okay, then also, um, next it talks about... Um, Group information. As the group contact for my district, and it, I'm also the contact for my area, and I'm also the contact for GSO, I need to make sure my name and address information is provided to the person responsible for updating that information. And in this packet here, in your packets, there's some great information in here, some stuff I hadn't seen before. And, and um, I, think, I think there was one page that came from your area, wasn't there, Bob? But this, this page right here, it says Alcoholics Anonymous Group Information Change Form. This needs to be, this information needs to be provided to GSO, not to, to my district, to my area, and to the general service office. So I am listed as a contact for my group in the next printing of the AA directory. And I need to fill this information out, and not only the new information, but also the old information. And I get, I get asked this question a lot. Why is the current contact information for my group not in the directory? Well, first of all, I don't know why it's not in the directory, but there could be a number of reasons why. One of them being that you didn't fill out this information. The other one being that maybe you didn't fill out all of the information. Because in order to be able to put new information in, you have to take the old out. And our, I don't know if you, any of you have noticed this, but sometimes our office, our general service office, is reluctant to take anybody off a list unless they know for sure 
that somebody has replaced that person. So it, you need to fill out both sides of that form. If you don't know the information, just get, go back to your group and get it and bring it back to the district or the area. Now, I know that in we're very fortunate in our area that we have um, our areas, our area and our districts share information. And once you um, give this change form, this information to your, our area records chair, um, that information is automatically sent on to New York. So we're very fortunate in that. Um, but you can also fill one of these out and send it directly. But it, you, can, you can be confident that when you give this information to um, your district or area records chair, that that information will be sent on to New York. Yes, question. I'm sorry. Yes. Has anybody here been a group records chair? Because I, I mean, I just know that that, that is specified that it be it be both information. Um, yeah, Steve. Okay, so I, I forgot to repeat the question. Thank you, Bob. Um, the question was, I, the, um, if we don't have the old information, we just have the new information, can we still send that to the general service office and send it to the area? And the response and the answer was yes, basically. You can. It would be nice to have both, but if you just have the new information, it needs to get in there, and it needs to get in there for some very specific reasons, so that the new person, the new GSR, can start receiving information and um, can also uh, be put in the new directory. So, um, so that was your that's the answer. Thank you, Steve. Um, and and that's that's the other thing I want to talk about is once you have registered with the general service office, you will receive a kit. And I, I think they still look like this. You know, I have a lot. I'm going through my office right now, and I don't. I never throw anything away. Sonia knows this. And um, I had a little flood in my office, so this has really pushed me into going through stuff. And I found this. Is this what the new GS, GSR kit still looks like? Any new GSRs that received? You will receive something similar to this. Um, and it has lots of valuable information in it. Um, you will get a service manual. It has um, different pamphlets. Um, it has uh, information about the general service structure. It also has change forms. It has all that information in it. So once you're registered as uh, registered with the general service office, you will receive this. It, it, it is sent to us to be used. Um, you will also receive, you also go on the list to receive 
the bi-monthly bulletin called Box 459, I really, 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 really encourage you to share this information with your group. I think this is one of the best. I mean, this is, this is a secret in Alcoholics Anonymous. There are a lot of groups that have no idea what this publication is. And I, this, this publication um, is, this is the uh, September, August, September. And it, what it is is it's news and notes from the General Service Office. And it talks about stuff that is happening in AA as a whole. And it also gives information about what other areas are doing to carry the message. This particular one, I'm just going to uh, tell you what it has in it. It has an overview of the international convention that was held in Toronto in July. Um, how many drunks attended, um, what happened all weekend. There's also an article about our new board chair, our new um, chairman of the board, and the outgoing chair and the new chair, there's actually a photo. And you say, oh, that might be, a tr- that might be an anonymity break. Well, our, our, these two um, people happen to be non-alcoholic Class A trustees. And Elaine McDowell is rotating out as our board chair, board of trustees chair, and Leonard Blumenthal is rotating in. So there's an article about that, so that if you see these people at a function or you hear their names mentioned, you know who they are. Um, There's also an article about we have, and i got to find how many, we have like six new, five new um, trustees that were elected at um, our last uh, general service conference. It talks about these. Well, we actually have six. But this, it talks about the five new Class B alcoholic trustees, who they are, where they're from, what their service to Alcoholics Anonymous has been. Then there's also an article about the new Class A trustee who um, brings expertise in corrections to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, There's a number of articles about um, people carrying the message um, in different areas. Their particular one of interest is the AA message is all over North Dakota. And it's talking about um, pu- how the public information and the CPC, Cooperation with the Professional Community Committee, is carrying the message to professionals in North Dakota. So there's, there's just a wealth of information in here. And then there's a calendar of events if you have people that travel and like to go to roundups and conventions um, that are in here for the, uh, like, four months out. So um, there's also information here about what's happening new with the grapevine, what's, what's new with the grapevine. So it's just really a wonderful publication. And you can get this publication. It's automatically sent to you as a GSR, but your group can get it for a cost of $6 a year, every time it comes out, which is bi-monthly, you will get uh, 10 issues of Vox 459 each time it comes out, for, what, four times a year, um, for $6 a year. And we do this at my home group, and we actually have a, a special person designated to stand up and talk about this publication, and then we have those extra copies on the table, and they disappear. So it's another great way of, of bringing information about the whole of AA um, to our groups. Okay, so if you didn't get the importance of reading this, you got it now, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, my name is Paul. I'm a DCM for District 15. Mm-hmm. I get about 459, but I believe I get it because my credits for my successor, GSR, uh, hasn't been registered yet. Can I get that as a DCM? 
You, you are, but I don't know if the DCMs, oh, the question is, um, as a DCM, am I registered with New York and can I get the publication box 459 sent to me? The answer about th- that you are registered with New York is yes, but um, the question about whether or not you automatically get the box 459 as a DCM sent to you, I don't know the answer to that. Is there any other DCMs in here that receive the box 459 automatically sent to them? Then I guess the answer, nobody raised their hand. So I guess uh, the answer would be that you probably, you probably don't. And if you wanted to get this, the best way to do it would probably just have your district subscribe to the, to the, um, the, the 10 issues every bi-monthly for $6 a year. You know, you can also, just, just so you know, you can also go online, because I, I know I went online and I checked this out. You can go online at aa.org, and you can, you can see it and read it right online. And you can look at back issues. It has lots of back issues from years before. Right online, you can read about it. So you can do that as well if, if you don't get it sent directly to you in the mail. Yes? Mm-hmm. Did you create a new job position? Do you have a GSR do it? Do you have a literature person do it? Or is this a separate position that you created? It's actually a separate position that we created. What was the question? Oh, the question was, I'm always forgetting that. Um, in, your, in your home group, um, you mentioned that you had uh, someone specifically uh, announced Box 459. Was that a position that you specifically created for that, per- for that specific purpose of someone announcing that? And the answer is yes. Um, we do have uh, someone who specifically um, does announce that. And um, it wasn't always that way. We just kind of created the position. Um, because there were a number of members of the group that felt it was important enough to make sure that it was getting announced. Yes? Was it considered by your group that it might be an alternate acting, alternate GSR to do the presentation and kind of grooming them to step into a GSR position? That was not considered. Uh, the question was, um, did your group consider that perhaps the alternate GSR could make the announcement of the Box 459 to kind of help them get familiar and groom them into the position of GSR? And that, that's really a great idea. And no, that was not discussed. And I know our GSR and alternate GSR are here today, so that's very helpful. Thank you. Um, but that, that's a, that would be a great way of, of having the alternate GSR be responsible for that, that um, particular announcement. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, um, the other thing that it talks about um, in the packet is, um, or, and actually in this pamphlet, is if my group um, has a problem, one of my responsibilities as GSR is to help them find a solution to that problem. Now, I can't do that. I can't do that if I'm not active in the structure and have not familiarized myself with the traditions, um, the service structure, and the concepts. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, does that mean that I need to know everything? No, it doesn't mean that I need to know everything. But at least I need to know where I can go for an answer and who I can ask to get that answer because stuff will come up. And it talks about that also in the AA group pamphlet, which is in this packet, that, that there will be things that will come up. There will be, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, the question that Sonia asked earlier about a lot of people don't want to get involved in general service because, because they talk about the fact that, oh, I, that it's, 
that political stuff. And all they do is argue, and nobody, they never really make any decisions. And, I mean, I've heard people say that. Um, and, and one of the things that, that I think is really important is that, you know, I, I have gone to some business meetings of groups, and at some of those business meetings, they're, they're yelling and screaming at each other more than we are in general service. But I think it's important for people to understand that one of the things that my response is when, when that comes back to me, I, I like to respond and say, have you been to a, a, a service function lately? Have you been to a district meeting or have you been to a, an area assembly? Have you been to a service run, function recently? And you know what the question usually is? No. And sometimes it's people who have been sober and have been around a long time. And, and maybe, maybe it was like that and maybe years ago. I don't know. But um, I always I invite them, like Bob was talking about. I invite them to come. You know, come and just check it out. Um, come and, and just be a part of. And, and um, so a lot of times that, that kind of helps open the door. The other thing it talks about in uh, here is um, that the GSR can be helpful to the group with doing its part in keeping all of AA self-supporting. And um, one of the, the interesting, I, there's a lot of information about that in the AA group, but there's also a really good pamphlet called Self-Support, Where Money and Spirituality Mix. And I just want to read a quick excerpt from that um, because I think it, it, it is something that you could share with your group when it comes up. Because I know a lot of times groups have a difficult time with knowing, wh- why are we contributing to these service entities? What, what does our money do? Where does it go? It's like, to some people, it kind of falls into this black hole somewhere. You know, where, what happens to, this, to these contributions? And there's a, a section in here, and this is a little too small for me. I can't believe I have to do this. <clears throat> With the realization, it, it talks about we cannot skimp. With the realization that AA must steer clear of outside contributions in order to maintain its autonomy and independence, came the understanding that the money, ne- money necessary for AA's survival would have to come from individual AA members and groups. As Bill W. put it in 1957, our spiritual way of life is safe for future generations if, as a society, we resist the temptation to receive money from the outside world. But this leaves us with a responsibility, one that every member ought to understand. We cannot skimp when the treasurer of our group passes the hat. Our groups, our areas, and AA as a whole will not function unless our services are sufficient and their bills are paid. When we meet and defeat the temptation to take large gifts, we are only being prudent. But when we are generous with the hat, we give a token that we are grateful for our blessings and evidence that we are eager to share what we have found with all those who still suffer. I think that's a pretty good explanation of why we send and need to send regularly 
to support our service entities. Okay, and then I also, um, I also need to inform my group about upcoming local conventions and service functions. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I've heard some GSR reports where that's basically all the report is. And this is, this is not, it's just brief. It's brief. Just a couple of local things that are happening. Um, I, you know, I think it's a really good idea to um, have, and I'm going to show you exactly, this is, in your packet, you have a 2005 area calendar. It's in the back of the packet of information. But this is, this is the area calendar for 2006. You can go online to area36.org and print it off. That's what I did. I printed it off. I knew I had one somewhere. I couldn't find it. So I just went to area36.org, printed it off, and voila. So I've now got the area calendar for um, next year. The other thing is, and, and you can make copies of this and put it on your literature table at your group. The other thing is um, uh, the, the West Central Region. The uh, West Central Regional Service Conference is going to be here in our area in March. Uh, we haven't had it here in our area for, it rotates, so it would be eight years, right? For eight years. So um, this, is, this is an opportunity for us to really host our region. And that particular flyer also online at our area website, area36.org, and you can download it and print it out. Yes? No. The one that you have in your packet is the 2005. That is the 2005 calendar that you have in your packet. The one that I just down took off the the uh, the both of them are there on the, our website, the 2005 and the 2006. But you know, one of the things that and that that leads me into um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about, and that was um, about reimbursement, about reimbursement of expenses. Um, as a GSR. As long as we're talking about that, I'll skip to that. Um, I think that it needs to be discussed, and I know I hear a lot of people ask this question over the years, you know, what, um, am I supposed to be reimbursed for the, the things that I attend, like my mileage, and who, who reimburses me for that? And there's some confusion about that. And um, the bottom line is, is that uh, actually your group is to reimburse you for um, serving them and for being their communication link. And I think it need, th this type of information needs to be discussed with the group right up front. When you become a new GSR and you're elected, you need to talk about the expenses um, that you will incur as a GSR. Now, not does every group do this? No. Does every person um, ask for reimbursement? No. But one of the reasons that it's important that we talk about it is because we do not want to exclude anybody from service in Alcoholics Anonymous. And there may be some of us who cannot afford to do it, cannot afford to just go to these functions at, without reimbursement. And so it needs to be discussed, I believe, at the group. And one of the things that can be helpful in that discussion is getting out the calendar. That's why I talked about the 2006 calendar and saying, this is the stuff that's coming up next year that I will, I will need to attend, that I will be attending to represent our group. And then you look at where, where, this, where it's at, where the stuff is at. 
Um, you know, there's um, we're lucky that we're fortunate this year that our um, West Central region is is close. Um, but our, some of our area assemblies move around. There's one in um, Matt. Let's see. There's one in Hutchinson. Um, our next area assembly is in Northfield. That's in March. Um, we have a um, another area, our election assembly, which is in October, and that is in New Ulm. So there will be some get, there will be some traveling expense to attend some of these functions. And so you will want to talk to um, your group about that. Um, and, and there is some information in um, the section uh, in the service manual under the section that talks about the group and its GSRs, and it says, um, current experience indicates that many groups provide financial support for their general service representatives to attend service functions. Um, it also talks about reimbursing service workers for their expenses, um, and that is in the AA guidelines. Um, the service guidelines, they look like this. You can also go online. That's, that just amazes me that we have all this stuff right at our fingertips. You can also go online. I printed this out from the um, AA.org website. And you just go online under um, group services and um, click under, I can't remember what I, I think AA guidelines. And all of them come up, and then you just select which one you want, and you can print it out. And this is the one on finance that, that talks about what I just – that talks about some information of, of reimbursing trusted servants. Okay. Does anybody have any questions on that? Yes. Well, um – so oh, the question is, what if your group doesn't have the funds to send you to GSR? They, they just they don't have it. They don't have the money to send. Um, one, one, I will answer, uh, and then if there's somebody else that has some ideas about that or something that their group has done, please share. Um, I know that in some groups they have actually passed a separate basket for that. Um, sometimes there's, you know, by the time you, you pay your rent and buy literature and do the, the stuff that you need to do to maintain the group so that it can carry the message, you're, you're right, you don't have any left over. And um, so sometimes they will actually pass an extra basket for that. Or I know sometimes they have also put um, like a can or something on the table um, for people to just kind of throw money in there um, and it's specifically noted for GSR travel or GSR expenses. Does any other, is there any other answer to that? Yes. The other answer to that was um, if you're already in service and uh, this gentleman's in GCM, um, he's already going to these functions. He offers rides to any GSRs that would like to go along. Or, that's a great idea. Thank you. David?
Okay. Did you have another question, Montana? Okay. Well, I will also mention um, that at the area, um, and I don't know, uh, you know how groups, I mean, I, I don't remember filling out an expense form, but I did present, when I presented expenses to my um, t- group treasurer, I had a sheet and I had it all laid out on the sheet what my costs were. Um, at the area, I know that even if you even if you aren't asking for reimbursement, you need to fill out a reimbursement form. And on there, there's a little check, there's a little blank for um, payment in kind, where you you're not asking for payment, but this is how much it did cost for me to go and attend this, so that you have that as reference, so the group has that as reference for future. Yeah, did somebody else have Vince? Okay. I, you know, every, every district is autonomous, and they can certainly handle um, reimbursing GSRs if that's what they choose to do. Okay, Niles? I think one of the most important parts of this conversation is, is what Brenda said, and that is, is bringing it to the group and putting it as their responsibility to how they want to deal with it instead of just not bringing it up and kind of Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but finances is kind of the last area that I really grew in in my recovery. Still sometimes wonder if I – and, you know, when it comes to finances, I I don't know, but I'm just not very good about talking about it. And so if if it's just something that's just dealt with right up front and discussed, then everybody's on the same page. You know, there's no question, there's no fear about it or anything like that. Yeah. Responsible, and then it makes you responsible also. 
Okay, so we're, we're going to, thank you. Um, we're going to go over a little bit, if you don't mind, because I'd like to go through these questions and then talk a little bit about a GSR report. But in, the, in your packets, there were some very specific questions um, that uh, you'd probably be able to answer most of them. Um, I just kind of went through it and answered them myself. Um, and uh, actually, some of it I had to look up. Uh, it, I didn't know some of it off the top of my head. The first question is, what does GSR stand for, General Service Representative? Uh, I think most of us um, are familiar with that. Then the next question, what is your group's service number? Ooh. Now, I don't know my group's service number off the top of my head. But if your group is registered with the General Service Office, then you will have a service number. And if you don't know your service number, or if you don't know if your group is registered with the General Service Office, you will want to, first, you can do a couple of things. The first thing you could do is actually look in this directory. This is the Western United States AA directory for 2004-2005. So I looked in here, and my group is in here, but my group moved about... When did we move, guys? About uh, a year, year and a half ago. So the old location is still listed in here. And I'm sure that's because we, you know, we didn't get the information in on time for the directories to be printed. And it has my group's service number. So I can, the first number, it says Fox Hall Chapter 7. The first number, which is a, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-digit number, is my group's number, my group service number. After that, it says what area I am a part of, what area this, this, this group is in, 36. And it says what district this group is in, which at the time when it was in this old location in Hopkins, it was in District 22. It is now in Eden Prairie, so it is now in District 7. And then it lists what night it meets or what day or night it meets. And then it has two contact numbers. The GSR and the alternate GSR are listed here, and their names and phone numbers. So you can look in this directory. This has um, all of the states in the western United States. Um, or if you don't have one of these at your access, you can also call your district or your area records chair and get that information. Yes, question. <laughs> well, Intergroup inter has them, um, and, and I'm not sure, I don't, help me, do, are they, they're not online, are they? No, they're not, you can't get, because it has last names. So um, Intergroup has them, you can, a uh, lot of groups have them. I mean, as a, as a trusted servant, you will receive a set of these. Um, so uh, as a DCM, did you get a set of these? No, Okay. Area officers receive a set of these, so you could get that information from any area officer, your delegate, type of thing. Um, or you can order them. Yeah, they're, they're in the catalog. You can also order them. You, you point that you need a group service number to order them, <laughs> to make place an order. So... That kind of defeats the purpose right there, I guess. You probably need to get that number before you order them. 
Um, the next question is, what is your district number? Do you know what district your group or your group is in? I think most of us do. Most everybody that stood up. My home group is in District Seven. Um, there are maps of the district in this packet of all of the districts in the Southern Minnesota area. We have 27 districts. One of them uh, being our Spanish, our District 27, our Spanish linguistic district, which covers the entire um, area 36. It does not have it's, it has no boundaries. Okay, um, how many groups are in your district? Uh, I don't know that answer to that question for my district. Um, and, it, and I would suggest if you don't know, ask your DCM. If they don't know, um, go back to the, to the area records chair. I can tell you that that would be another question for the, for the delegate or the DCM. When I served as delegate, every quarter I would get a, a, a packet of sheets that had every single group in our area broken out by district and what they contributed to the general service office. And I would, pa- I would break those out because they, they are, and it lists how many groups are in that, in that district that are registered at the general service office. I would take those, those, um, each one of those for each district and give them to that DCM. So your DCM has that information, um, and it, it should be given to the DCM from the delegate. I mean, it, and it may not give you an accurate reflection of the number of districts in your, a number of groups in your district, because not all of the groups in the districts may be registered with the general service office. So that will only give you the groups that are registered. Okay, then it says, name three other GSRs in your district and their group. I love this one, because that means that I'm going to have to talk to somebody. That means that I'm going to have to to not be shy, because... And, and look at the person next to me and say, where are you from, if I don't know them? Or introduce myself to somebody and, and talk to them, get to know them, um, get to know what group they go to, get to know, do they have any challenges? I mean, I, I think that's, that's one of the, the greatest gifts we have in Alcoholics Anonymous is our communication with each other and um, what we're doing. Because then, I mean, I know for myself that um, I learn from everybody, and we don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, what we can do stuff that's working in other districts and in other groups and not try to reinvent the wheel. What is a DCM? A district committee member. This person chairs your district meeting. This person represents the district conscience at the area level. This person is part of the area committee and attends the area committee meetings and helps make decisions for the area. Um, this person, the DCM, helps set the agenda for the area assemblies. So, and how can they help set the agenda for the area assemblies if they don't have information and feedback from the groups on what the groups are looking for or what the groups are challenged with or, or information that the groups would like to hear and see? Can your group place an agenda item on the general service conference agenda? Yes. There is a process to follow in doing this, and there is a flow chart um, in this packet. It looks like this. And it tells you exactly what happens when, when your group comes up with an idea about something that they'd like to see change or something that they'd like to see happen in Alcoholics Anonymous and what to do with that idea. 
Um, it is, you, can, you can definitely, as a group, just send your idea directly to the general service office, to the conference coordinator. But it is suggested or recommended that you might want to take that, that idea to the district and get their thoughts on it. And if the district thinks it's a great idea, take that to the area and get their thoughts on it and send the idea as an all-encompassing area instead of it just coming from a group. But if you have an idea, um, you, I mean, you can, as, a, as an individual member of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can send an idea, a, a thought, or something that you would like to see happen. Um, and so that flowchart is in your packet. Um, this is, uh, wait, I'm jumping ahead. Why does your group offer financial support to district, area, and the general service office? And we already talked about that. To help make um, more and better 12-step work possible. That's the bottom line. It's all, it's all about 12-step work and carrying the message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Approximately how much does it cost for a group to receive GSO services each year? The answer to that is... And, and I'll tell you where I found it, too. Um, in, 19, or in, 19, in 2004, 2004, it cost $133 per group for services from GSO. The group's contributed contributions, group contributions overall, averaged $88 per group. And there are 57,523 registered groups with the General Service Office. So that means 43.7% of our groups contributed to the General Service Office last year. I found all of that information in your delegates' report. It's been in every delegates' report that I know of. I mean, that's how I was taught. I was taught to put it in my delegates' report. Mark has it in his delegates' report. So I went online to area36.org, went to the financial section of, of our delegates' report, and the information was right there. That's the quickest and fastest way to find it. Yes. I might need some help with that. Um, basically, what those services are, are, um, oh, I'm, the question was, can you break down that 130-some dollars to what are those services? And, you know, usually, um, I was not at the forum. Um, usually, our general service manager from the, from the general service office, uh, the manager from the office, does a, a nice presentation um, with a pie chart that shows exactly all of those, that breakdown of those services. But generally what those services would be to the group specifically would be um, you're, getting, you're getting sent uh, box 459, you're getting, your, your GSR is getting sent information. Um, and each, well, I'm not going to say anymore. Anybody else want to? Sonia. Okay, updating of the regional directories. Anybody else have? Yeah, all your mailings that you receive. Um, you will also receive, your treasurer of your group receives a mailing on how much uh, you're gr thanking you for your contributions and how much that, how much those contributions are. You get that mailing on a quarterly basis. The GSR welcome packet. I don't think the website is included in that breakdown. I think that's a separate 
Anybody else have any other things that that might include? I don't have, I, I'd have to look at that pie chart to know specifically, but um, yeah, somebody else? No, that's not, that wouldn't be from the general service office. No. Yes? Okay, that, this pamphlet right here. Um, so it'll break it down for you there. Thank you. All right, next question. When is the next area assembly? Um, you can look on, on your calendar, your 2005 calendar. You'll see there's not another assembly this year. So you can go to a, um, area36.org, look at uh, the 2006 calendar, and um, you'll see that there's, a, there's actually a lot of things coming up <clears throat> before the next area assembly. There's the January service conference. It's the 24th annual area service conference, and that's January 7th through the 8th at, in Rochester. There is on, in February, there is um, an area committee meeting in Mankato. Um, there's also an area inventory. That's, been, that's changed from the last time we did an inventory. We did our last inventory in September two years ago, so this is in February, so you'll want to, um, you know, make note of that. Uh, the West Central Regional is coming up in March, and then our next area assembly is on March 18th, and it, that's at St. Olaf College in Northfield. And then the, next, the last question is, what A event is happening the first weekend in March? and that's the West Central Region Alcoholics Anonymous Service Conference, held at the Doubletree Park Place Hotel in St. Louis Park, um, August, March, or March 3rd through the 5th. So those are the questions um, that were in the packet. I just wanted to go through those. And then lastly, I just want to briefly go through, um, there, is a, there is in your packet a sheet that talks a little bit about um, the, the two-way communication between um, district and area and GSR, but how to give a GSR report. And I think the most, in, the most important thing to remember when I gave my report is um, why am I the GSR for this group? You know, every, I, I have to remember, and I wrote, this, I wrote this all the time. First of all, I wrote on the top of my report. I, I, did a, I re- wrote out. It helps if you write out on paper what you're going to report. Um, because I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get up in front of a group and my head goes blank. That's why I always have notes. I, I just, I, you know, some, I, I just have, I think, a lot of brain damage. Um, and so it's best if you have it written out. And um, you know, I, I would always write at the top of it, smile. Because I'd be so serious when I'd get out and give my report. You know, I want to do the, I want to do this right. I want to do the best GSR report there ever was, blah, blah, blah. And so I would say smile. And the next thing I would write is remember, it's all about carrying the message to the alcoholic who still suffers. And I wrote that on, in front of my packet when I went to the general service conference. Because I didn't want to forget 
that that was why I was there. Because I think sometimes we forget that. Everything that we are doing, even what we're doing here today, it's all about learning how we can better carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers. So if I can keep that in check, um, I'll, be, I'll be just fine. And um, my, my pattern of reporting is pretty simple. Um, I start out with, if there is anything that has to do with carrying the message directly that my group can participate in. And those are things that come specifically. You can follow most district meetings and most area meetings have agendas. And you can follow those agendas. And you can follow, your report can just go right off that agenda. And um, generally, what's at the top of the agenda are um, committee reports. And those committee people, treatment, corrections, CPC, they're talking about things that they're doing to carry the message of Alcoholics Anonymous. I know that, for example, um, the corrections committee in our area is always looking for members who are willing to carry the message to inmates, people who are to, to be a, a contact for someone coming out of jail and or someone coming out of a a facility where they were incarcerated. And so, um, you know, those would be the types of, I would bring 12-step opportunities to my group um, in my report. Um, I would also uh, talk a little bit about, if it's an area assembly, I would talk a little bit about some items from the delegates' report, um, something that has happened worldwide. And I'll give you an example of that. When I served as delegate, um, in both 2003 and in 2004, um, we unanimously passed a statement of AA's singleness of purpose to be included in pamphlets that were used to reach professionals. And it was used to reach professionals in corrections, treatment, public information, and we unanimously passed that, um, a, that singleness of purpose statement And it is also now in the workbooks for those committees. And that statement read, Some professionals refer to alcoholism and drug addiction as substance abuse or chemical dependency. Non-alcoholics are, therefore, sometimes introduced to AA and encouraged to attend AA meetings. Anyone may attend open AA meetings, but only those with a drinking problem may attend closed meetings. Now, this is a statement of purpose that's put in pamphlets that is targeted specifically to professionals. So that's a big deal. You know, that is a, that is a singleness of purpose statement that we are carrying to the professionals. So that would be something that I would want to share with my group. And it would, it would have been something that hopefully we had talked about in our meeting when we talked about the agenda items. And then I would close with any upcoming, uh, mentioning any upcoming service events, um, if there's some roundups, um, you know, I talked about the fact that I don't have to announce Box 459, but if you don't have an uh, Box 459 announcement coordinator at your group, you, you will want to um, share with your group the Box 459. But I also have to remember that my job is to, in, in, to generate enthusiasm for service. You know, that if you want, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful way it's really a wonderful opportunity to serve Alcoholics Anonymous. And, um, you know, that the unity of Alcoholics Anonymous is what will keep us here as a fellowship. And I need to be responsible to help maintain that unity. 
And um, so, you know, I just, I always just mention if there's anybody that is interested in going um, to a service function that I'm attending, just like you mentioned, you're welcome to ride along. Come along, learn about what it is that you belong to and what you can do to serve it. Um, so that's pretty, that would be pretty much it um, for what I would do for a, a GSR report. Um, and I just want to close then with something that it talks about in the A group pamphlet. It says, sometimes called the guardians of the traditions, GSRs become familiar with AA's third legacy, our spiritual responsibility to give service freely. So I want to thank you. I, I know it's a lot of information to try to cover, and I wanted to try to keep it as simple as possible and just go through um, basically what it talked about in that GSR pamphlet and kind of add some side things. Does anybody have any other questions? Okay, so this, yeah, Steve, did you have a question? Hey, Steve. Ah. That's a good question. There was a, there was a, the question is, um, particularly here in um, this area, in the larger metropolitan area, um, we have, have intergroups in Minneapolis and St. Paul. So is there a need to have a GSR in your group as well as an intergroup rep? And the answer to that question is yes. And the reason the answer to that question is yes is because um, they're two separate entities, okay? The GSR represents your group at the district and at the area. Your intergroup rep represents your group at the intergroup representatives meetings. And um, so there's two they're very different information being disseminated. Um, as a, when I was a GSR, my group also had an intergroup rep. I never gave any of the, the information about what was happening at intergroup um, and, or, or the events coming up because that was the responsibility of the intergroup rep and I was responsible for the service events that were happening in my district in my area. So they're very different um, trusted servant responsibilities. Okay, this afternoon after we get back for lunch, we're going to talk about what it means to be a trusted servant in Alcoholics Anonymous. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.